Hey, thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. This is a podcast where we talk a lot about suicide, suicidal thoughts, and depression, and joke around about those things because we're comedians who have dealt with those things. So we like to have fun talking about it, and we hope that helps you. But we're not joking around because we take those things lightly. We just want to establish that right up top. So if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts right now, and especially if you're feeling yourself close to suicide, first of all, know there is no part of us that ever encourages it. Please stay safe. And if you are feeling that, we want you to reach out right now and call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're so helpful. They will talk to you whenever, wherever. They really are just a great ear when you need someone to talk to. So please call if you need it. And otherwise, enjoy the show. Let me try again. Try, try, try yo. Again. Wait, all, all right, right. All right. Gotta, let's try. Go. Let's okay. try again. Okay. No yo, or maybe yo. Okay, I don't no. know. Take two. Okay. Okay. Take two. Dave Ross, take two. Okay. All right. I'm gonna start. Okay. Okay. Yo. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Dude, I'm sorry, Hampton. Hamptons tell me every time I say hello, I yell yo, and that it's it's yo yo. What's up, yeah. suicidal people? <laughs> yo, put your wrists in the air if you don't care about your mental health thing. <laughs> Oh, so I can't. You can do it, but I can't. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, you can do it, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what if we were like, uh, the demographics on the show, we got we re- to reach a wider audience. Let's start with the yo. <laughs> what yeah, we like, should do to get black people to listen in. is appropriate no, black culture. No, 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 Dave, urban. <laughs> urban. I don't know what that means other than they're st- urbanized. Sturban. St- Sturban. <laughs> Um, hey, thank you for listening to. Thank you for listening. I don't. I love that I thanked you. That's that felt weird to me, but I do thank you. Wow, I feel strange tonight. Thanks no, for listening it, to Suicide Buddies. Totally appropriate. I'm, thank you very much, guys, for listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm Dave Ross. You. I'm Hampton Yunt. Hampton Yunt. You found yourself at a mental health and comedy podcast where we uh, joke our way through the dark shit. Uh, I think we're both tired today because we just did a long ass interview with a good friend of ours. Yeah, and we're beaten up. Honestly, we want to get right to it. Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great to talk to Eli Olsberg. Yeah, he's a good friend of ours and a good, good comic. Ours. Yeah, hosts a couple great podcasts. Has hosted a bunch of great podcasts over the years. You might know him from that. And uh, yeah, we want to get right to that. I guess we are a little <laughs> delirious, uh, but um. I guess I there was something I wanted to say. Oh yeah, I guess I I, I realize I say this every episode, but in case it's your first time, uh, you might hear some super dark jokes about suicide and things like that. If you hear that, please know we don't take suicide lightly. We just joke around in a very dark way because it helps us, and we hope it helps you. Um, Dude, we, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hampton and I have some date, some co-headlining dates coming up. We're doing a show September 11th plug, in plug. New York City, <laughs> and September yeah. 28th in Houston, 
and then Hampton will be in Chicago September 13th, correct? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's one outlier date. And also, Wilmington, North Carolina, I am there, I think, the 7th and the 8th. I don't know how many people listen to us in Wilmington, North Carolina, but shouts out, beach folk. If you beach folk (laughs) want to come out and not be suicidal and walk into the beach, come out to Wilmington dates. Fucking go, dude. But we can't wait to see you guys in New York and and, uh, Houston. There are actually a couple other things I should plug real quick. I will be... uh, I'll be on the East Coast for a little bit after that. I'm going to be in New England, uh, Boston, Portland, Maine, and uh, Manchester, and those aren't up on my website yet, but they will be soon. But also, my uh, I have a release date for my album now. It comes out oh, August twenty third. Hell um, yeah, yeah, dude! It comes. It's called "The Only Man Who Has Ever Had Sex." <laughs> I am, dude. So- I saw the website redesign you did. <laughs> oh, thanks. It, yeah. It's perfect. It's great. I mean, I love how much you can just do yourself. Oh I'm yeah, well, in awe. it's it is definitely nice that I used to be a web designer. It's very oh for <laughs> real. Oh, that was my job for a long time. All right, let's yeah. save that for another. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, no, but here's the thing. I do want to say about that. My album comes out August 23rd on a special thing records. Um, also, it partially will be coming out on Little Dipper, which is Pup's record label. I'm so excited for all this. There is a pre-order, there is a digital pre-order up on my website right now. If you've gone to my website or you've Googled me, you might have found it. Um, If you're planning to only buy the digital version of the album, go ahead and pre-order. But the reason I put the pre-order up was because... The, it like the physical copies weren't ready and I needed yeah. a little bit more time to promote, but I was doing Corden and I wanted to make sure if people saw me on Corden and they went to my website, they would be able to buy the album. So I'm saying if you're planning to buy a physical copy of the album or something just besides the digital mm-hmm. pre-order, wait, yeah, don't buy the pre-order I yet. The same thing with my album. Cause it's like, just, you know, like any album company or, you know, uh, that puts out music and stuff, they're always like, you know, we have to do the pre-sale yeah. stuff, but you're like, as a comic, you're like, yeah, but I planned like a lot of funny, dumb shit for the release. <laughs> right. So yeah. like, I think they're, they're starting to hear comics who are coming at them with more and more different ideas because so much now, like a comic is like, no, you you got to understand, I have a very specific dumb audience. <laughs> yes. And they want my cool shit. You know? I am making a, uh, like, yeah, there will be like a physical recordings of it you can buy down the line, I'm pretty sure, records and tapes. But that's, but I'm not even entirely sure about that yet. Uh, I mean, I am, but I, anyway, that's There'll down be the old scrolls on papyrus where it's just, it's <laughs> yeah. just written down. There's, there's plenty of formats. You guys yeah. Are be able sorry. To get I'm stumbling over it. It's just, there's a release schedule and I'm in the <laughs> middle of it now. The, the, it's going to be great. The man. physical recordings are like down the line past the release date. When I released the album, we wanted to, people don't listen to CDs anymore. Really? No. People buy it to have a thing to hold in their hand. So they definitely listen to shit, knowing so, that. Yeah. yeah. They like buy the thing. So they bought it. And then they listen on Spotify or their yeah. download or whatever. <laughs> I truly believe that's what's happening. Yeah. So knowing that, I made a flip book. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I like do these like flip book style things. So I made a flip book. It's a two-sided flip book that's also some shit I wrote in it. And so when the album comes out, you will be able to either buy just a digital copy or this fucking book I made <laughs> that will come with an album. So all I'm saying is, if that's what you want, 
wait until that's up. I, that's I all. recommend the book because this could this could put Dave on the New York Times bestseller list. I don't think so. Did you know to that's get on for the very New- specific fans of mine who want a flip book I made? I think there's like oh, 15 of you. No, there's a market. <laughs> there's absolutely a market. I, I'm always wowed that it only takes you. I think you only have to sell 5,000 copies to get the New York Times, a New York Times bestseller thing. And that's why so many books have New York Times bestsellers. Like you sell 5,000 copies, you get that title. Man. (laughs) It's so funny. Five. So I just have to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Print 5,000 copies. No. Okay. 500 fans buy a 10. Ten, <laughs> and I'll sell them for one cent. There it is. We're in on this right, together. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I the lemonade money. stand thing of like <laughs> you know you could sell a bunch of glasses or you could sell one glass of lemonade for like ten thousand dollars to the thirstiest billionaire ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it's is, this like. Is the logic. Well, yeah. you only have to sell five hundred uh-huh. of your book they have to buy 10 copies each this is totally reasonable (laughs) this is totally doable dude okay and then you're a new york times that which is the only reason to put out an audio album (laughs) (laughs) it's a flip book is a yeah and uh yeah okay i wanted to that was a very complicated plug specific to certain people so thank you for abiding through us with that also it's exciting right Absolutely. i know how to i know how to overcomplicate anything that's exciting <laughs> Ooh, my album's coming uh, out wow congratulations dave listen to me <laughs> so there's a pre-order but <laughs> yeah i have to show you my suitcase still full of cassettes <laughs> so, yeah dude uh no actually i think the flip book smarter choice I it's more it's cool I think I'm excited to have a flip book yeah let's do this fucking interview huh yeah guys check out this interview with our good friend Eli Olsberg we talk talk about Stuber a lot yeah we (laughs) for some reason (laughs) get into a large conversation about friends we know and a lot of uh, Eli's history with going to therapy and being a pretty chill guy who's almost like to a fault an optimist yeah Uh, the story it's cool the interview like ended up being about how uh, the world can can stress you out no matter what. Because he's like a centered person who ended up having to deal with it anyway. It's really yeah. interesting. Uh, so we hope you like it. And, uh, you know, here's some toothpaste. <laughs> Doesn't matter what they say Cause I'm gonna get my way If I don't wanna go Try to keep it as sexual as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dave is tired. Keep it as horny and. Yeah, I'm only awake if I have a fucking boner. Open with Stuber. Stuber, the best name for a good movie ever. It's a good movie with a good name. I did see it, by the way. Did you? Was it good? Was there a lot of Uber in it? <laughs> Slift was better. <laughs> it's crazy because there's a guy named Stu and yeah. Uber. And, and his name is Stu and he drives Uber? Yep. Man, how'd they come up with that name? Are we recording? Stuber. I kind of give it up to them. I don't mind shitting on Stuber. Kumail's I, doing fine. I, I tried to write any sort of idea that was basically going to be like, it was about the like app kind of grind of like you work... Postmates and yeah. Uber and everything and like yeah I guess you would spin <laughs> off into some some sort of world <laughs> maybe Narnia 
maybe more mystical. Yeah, no, Postmates, but in Narnia, dude. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a guy named Stu. Yeah. Postmates. Stustmates. 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 Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's the spinoff to Stuber, is Stustmates. Um... It yeah, takes really, place in the stu- really good That's the sequel, dude. That's really... Stuosmates, dude. <laughs> well, it's the Stuosmates of Narnia. Extended universe. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Stu B and B. Stu isn't in it, but, <laughs> but so it happens in the stu world that Stu lives in. Right, right. So oh, it's not. Right. Yeah, exactly. So oh, he makes no. a cameo. Oh. He yeah, like yeah. Stu picks up the main character at one point, but he's only in it for like half a minute. Yeah, he's in the post credit sequence when the. the Postmates driver yeah. finally fucking he's like I yeah. need to get to an Airbnb and he gets in Stuber's there's Uber. so right. many app possibilities for movies yes. guys absolutely I feel like man. as long as the apps keep, keep coming talking, out dude. there's I love movies this. no absolutely Bumble I think it's creative it's creative is my favorite part dating apps it. come on well I'm starting to see money symbols <laughs> appear in your eyes like a cartoon absolutely I'm, I'm worried that that may be your you're thinking of greedy I'm, thoughts. Actually. How about yeah, yeah, yeah. Not creative. I am thoughts. constantly both jealous and greedy. How about <laughs> and uh, how about stew and bumble and stumble? Stu- stumble. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh my That's, god! Man, me everybody, f- please welcome to the podcast, Eli Oldberg. <laughs> Thank everyone. you so much. Eli you Oldberg just heard the genius the that we've known for years, and finally the it's heat. been unveiled to you. <laughs> Thank you guys uh, for having me. So wow. happy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, has a new movie coming out yeah. soon called Eli Phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's as creative. That's absolutely as creative. Eli Phone. Eli Phone. Yeah. yeah. It's because Eli. He lies. He lies. Yeah. <laughs> it's so That's why he's called Eli. layered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's funny, you know, gig economy. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> guys, um, we're avoiding that by having a podcast. Eli, uh, <laughs> Eli is a very old, good friend of Hampton and ours, and and I will say my relationship with Eli is Eli is my second ever friend in comedy. The first one, of course, was Julie, Julie Cohen, Cohen yeah. who. Kicked me in the balls and forced me to do it. Yeah, we should kill her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number one. She's, um, what do the kids call it? She's canceled. No, but I like <laughs> started stand up by co hosting an open mic with my friend Julie. Eli came. We became friends right away. And Eli, and this is true, he showed me the ropes, man. He was like, here's with the good open mics. Here's the good shows, man. Started busting ropes in front of you. Yeah, he oh, started yeah. fucking shooting hot ropes on my chest. <laughs> Look at that. Do you know what's so <laughs> crazy? This kid, I'll, <laughs> I'll show kid, you my ropes. Kid, you don't know anything about God. the ropes. Yeah, and then I just start, and then Disgusting. I just shot ropes all over. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, can you show hey, me the ropes?" Kid. And he was like, "Oh, I'll show you the ropes." <laughs> I was like, I gave him a list nice. of open mics, and I showed him all the ropes on that Damn. list. Yeah, the, I was far, saying two separate things. Yeah, yeah. How, how far into comedy at that point were you, Eli? Dave and I literally started three weeks apart. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my God. and I used but Eli, you would like you tried it first. like in college and shit. Right? Yeah, it didn't go. Yeah, exactly. I like I don't. Oh, I it count, didn't go well in college, yeah, to say the least. You weren't amazing at stand up when you were fucking nineteen. I. I, I consider starting stand-up when you and I start, because you had kind of done the similar thing where you had at I've some done it point. a few times a few years yeah, ago. And so, that, yeah, and I look back at that, and I'm like, not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I started, I think, I want to say about three weeks after Dave started. What's crazy is all, yeah, we started about three weeks apart, and I only went to Palms for the first, like, the open mic he hosted. Oh, I remember that. For like, you started for like, three weeks after me. Because yeah, you said you started in, like, mid-March, right? 
Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. this is important. Yeah, yeah, Whoever yeah, gets yeah. the Comedy Central actually, deal. Yeah. <laughs> we do need to make totally. sure. They, co- they count these things. Because I want the... It's very yeah, important. For, get, look, because I just sold the rights to our relationship Life story. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> guys, cut me in. No, dude. Next no. next time? Here's, no. <laughs> I guess I'll the reason I can kill myself. <laughs> God damn, it's so hard in this town. The reason (laughs) it is hard in this town, I'm pointing at my dick. Dick. Hell yeah. Let me show you the ropes. It's hard in this town. I'm coming. I'm coming. Hold on. I'm going to talk like this. Wait. The reason I like the pitch we immediately switched to, I'm like, the reason I brought that up. Listen, guys. Know, let's hear it. Uh, Who are your guys? We told Eli off mic to get sexual, and and here we go. Here we fucking go. Uh, <laughs> I uh, well, Dave and I started three weeks. Okay, so Dave and I started three weeks apart, but we, he and I only went to Palms for like three months. I think I don't think we either of us went to another open mic. Yeah. for like a while. Yeah. And then I remember we went to the Beverly Center to watch. Let me see if you remember this. The Box. Do you remember this? Oh, I love that. The movie. Beverly Center. No. I don't. It's terrible. But, yeah. That's uh, why I love I it. This wasn't me. No, I remember this very well. <laughs> oh, this we, is beautiful if it's not you. We went to the Beverly Center and they used to have a movie theater. They do not have it. That closed like six months oh, after that. For some reason in the Beverly Center, they had a second run movie theater. Yeah. And you and I theater. went and watched The Box and then went straight to your mic after. And we got there late because of the movie. Uh-huh. And people were like well we started our own list you had to like corral an insane amount of people and like kind of start your own list (laughs) i'm imagining you trying to explain this to like a coal miner (laughs) (laughs) no it was insane we got we were late because we went to like a really well just imagine 20 angry open micers being like hey we started a list and dave was like yeah but i also got it so funny yeah that's i do i do totally remember that yeah well because like the culture of an open mic, if you don't go to open mics, is you people are trying to get stage brutal, time, brutal. and it's brutal to be there. The sets are hard because everyone in the crowd is a comic, and everyone on stage is working on it. So, like, everyone's not very good at what they're doing, and everyone in the crowd is nervous and thinking about something else. Yeah. So everyone bombs, and you don't. It's everyone desperately wants to be liked, but doesn't know how to. Right. Then Hampton comes stressful. in, and he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, man, it's funny because that is exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> you just yes, took the words how, right out of my You should have let me talk because I, I would have said something even more complimentary about you. You guys are really <laughs> are suicide buddies. Ah, yeah. Thank God. I, I needed the win. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I forget that we started around the same time because I think what happened is, because I really, to me, I feel like you showed me around town. Yeah. And the reason is I started hosting that mic in March and I didn't start doing shows or any other mic until August. And I think you had started like a few months before that. I did. Actually, the f- my, so my when you start comedy, the so amount crazy. of time uh, that matters is so minuscule. Like, oh, uh, like he's a yeah. younger comic and he started like... Right. A week anything after you, you, you <laughs> anything you can give yourself to give yeah. yourself any little bit of superiority. Totally, because it's such it's such a mind fuck to begin with of ego. Totally, I mean that yeah. guys do not go to open mics. It's a bunch of sociopaths paying money to and to funny talk you say that. It's, it's funny you say that. I started. Yeah. I was of the kind of collective that we started with. I was the youngest of the bunch. Uh huh. And it that did make me and feel. Now what's weird is you're now older than all the, of us. Than you, How'd yeah. That I don't. I don't. <laughs> 
I'll tell you how it happened. I sold a little movie called Stumble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone laughed. Everyone fucking laughed all at right, me. All right, all yeah. right. Stu Shazam. <laughs> Stu Shazam. And, and it's a tie-in with Shazam, the DC entity, and the app. I, when I pitched it, I said, this movie's called Stumble. Now you, if you want to fucking buy this from me, swipe right. And Fox <laughs> lost their minds. Oh, my okay, God. Stu Shazam is just, Shazam. It's just Kumail's the only guy who remembers Kumail Nanjiani being a comedian. <laughs> I oh swear to God, oh my God, he was a comic. Stuster Day. Stuster Day. Uh, he was a comic. Oh, I'm yes. famous. Everyone's like, "Who are you? <laughs> when?" <laughs> Uh, but shots out, he's great. Check out everything he's gonna do. I'm gonna go watch uh, the Eternals uh, when that comes out for Marvel. I'm excited for I actually go. That joke breathe. is great. When did you write that? I wrote it years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves it. It's on TV. Sure you will. Sure. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stu so, so I love just it, putting Stu in front of. Yeah, come see my new movie, Stu Departed. We have been talking a lot, and I think that it's probably time for us to ask our guest, Eli Olsberg, hmm. when he's going to kill himself. When are you going to kill yourself? Great question. Pick a day. I've been thinking a lot about that. I'm like, will global warming do it for me? Nice. Or I actually am. I'm really <laughs> deep down that, that level of depression. I have just hit that where I'm like, what is the point of everything I think we right all now? are, man. Yeah, I, I'm really feeling it. I feel very... Uh, it's the first time I felt like genuine nihilism over like existentialism you know like, what i mean why should i yeah i'm like what what is any of this for why should i go on vacation yeah, how should i build a snowman like that not, um, not too will long. this be my last snowman i always think that every snowman <laughs> yeah like, you never think it's gonna be your last snowman damn this dude's dying <laughs> they keep getting every i built a dying man <laughs> every year Every year they get smaller and smaller, and I'm like, and I'm like, it's Dude, the fucking weather. That's hysterical. I, that's your. That's I'm your building ben, I'm building Benjamin Buttons out there. You explain to me, Mr. Senator, why my snowmen are getting smaller every year. It's like the most adorable person yelling at a at a senator. This, no, you look at the photographic evidence. His this, corn his corn cob pipe is getting smaller. This is frosty in 2007. The buttons <laughs> that make up his eyes have gotten noticeably smaller. This is there are child's buttons. I have to use a toddler's buttons They're now. banging a gavel. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. This is going to be frosty speaking. in 2030. How is he going to... How, how could I build a frosty in 2030 that's God. this small? It's kind of build. insane. And I mean, not to get all political, but it is insane when the president's like, hey, windmills cause cancer. <laughs> and you're trying to be at all, say... Did Trump say that? Yeah, yeah. He said that about windmills <laughs> living next to them the noise causes cancer oh my god i know, know he said crazy. that yep. a bunch <laughs> yep. and then he said i mean he basically was like you know if you're tr the problem with solar energy is you know you're trying to watch tv nighttime oh honey <laughs> the tv doesn't work because there's no solar energy <laughs> And it's like, dude. one, the, f the mm -hmm. fucking worst thing that could happen to this dude is the TV goes off. <laughs> yeah. That's his apocalypse scenario. It's like, what happens? The fucking TV goes yeah. off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but we won't be like 30 degrees hotter, you piece right. of shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And look, and, and, and I'll be honest, fuel. that's why he got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And totally. it's also like such a funny thing. He had to like redact it the next day because he basically so badly misinterprets, you know, even in that message, he's being like, okay, so they store energy, but they don't know how to store energy at night. And it's like, well, that's just a battery problem. Can, can, I, can I ask they, something that can really actually... quick? Is it a coincidence or do you guys actually do this? For, uh, oh, you don't. It's a coincidence. It's the Netflix the, thir- the 13 Reasons Why just came on and I was like, you're asking me about oh, suicide. Oh, on my TV, 13 when Reasons came Why. Up, he has came Netflix up. on and it's been like left saver. long enough for it, the screensaver to come up. So it's, it's always sh- good to reference things that are visually happening for only five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I d- it didn't well, move, it so I was like, wait, holy shit. And then it's a, a yeah. thing from Mortal Kombat came up that said, die will you. Sorry, so this I was like, wow, this is all... You know what? I'm just going to Start playing some Shadows of Mordor. Seriously, though, Eli, yeah. uh, it's funny. I, though I've known you a long time, I we have never really talked about mental illness that much. I mean, in yeah. like I guess in people that are you're close with, but not with you. Do you go to therapy? I do. I'm, I'm not in therapy right now, but I do go regularly. I'm, I, I I, I'm a yeah. big, big believer in it. Um, I Would remember, you call yourself depressive? <clears throat> no, I don't think yeah. so. I would say I'm more anxious than depressive. Okay, sure. Um, I can Jewish. Get, I can get, yeah, very yeah. <laughs> I'm as literally as Jewish as it gets in that regard. Like, <laughs> hey, your I'm, name is Eli Olsberg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like <laughs> I'm super... Your I'm name's Jewish. Moshe Kasher. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Dude, when I first... Uh, like, I think one of the first times I went to type the words Moshe Kasher in, in a text to someone, it my phone corrected it to kosher kosher. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I told dude, Moshe that and he goes, dude, yeah, that's about right. Dude, nice. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it's so Your funny, phone's doing bits. That's good. Your phone's doing yeah. fucking better stand up than Hey, look, on. it's kosher kosher, but sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you deal with anxiety. So yeah, I deal with anxiety. I wanted to go, so I remember this very well. It was about a year into stand up. I told uh, Jake that I wanted to go into therapy when we were recording an episode of the morning after, like afterwards, I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do therapy. You did a great podcast for and a long time with he, Jake Wiseman where you interviewed porn stars. Yeah, who uh, both, both of you were great. on it. Yeah, it was yeah. a wonderful podcast. People um, can check, still check out episodes. I loved it, it yeah. Good, good and show. Dave came up with the name and he didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, that's true. You, we I'm like sorry, told you well, later. We're like, hey. But, but uh, Jake was kind of the impetus? To well, that? I told him because he was in therapy and, and I said, hey, I'd really like to go if you know of any, because I'd said something to the effect of that it was very expensive and I was very broke at the time and mm-hmm. uh and he was like oh there's sliding scale i can you know so he emailed me a few places and within about two months i found a place that would see me for like 25 bucks a week wow and he told me he's like hey i just want you to know i'm really proud of you for going to therapy and i was like oh i have been dying it's it's interesting that i think he his thought was most people have a stigma at that point right. especially in 2010 therapy I think oh, just wow. now therapy is starting to become normalized, like in the past year or two, hmm. in a way where anybody can say it and they don't have to be self-conscious about it. That's true, man. Um, Coal in, miners in, are Yeah, I know. Yeah, in, it in really 2010, like, it gets into the heartland when, when yeah. it becomes part of even their conversation. Totally. And and so at the time, this was in 2010, he's like, hey, I really am fucking pr- proud of you for doing that. I said thank you, but I was also just, th- it stuck with me where I was like, why is that a thing? It's the money, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is that Not a, a thing? Why is it a thing? Like, I, I, I wish I... I think legally everybody should have to go to therapy. I think this is a great point, though, is the, the people have a big fear because yeah. they fear it's going to be expensive. And it is expensive in a mm-hmm. lot of cases, but you have to work to really find cheap therapy. Yes, and the work within that cheap therapy sometimes could take even more time. Like yeah. when I switched centers, um, I... Hmm. I you start at Maple? 
I actually started at a place called the Wright Institute. Um, okay. And then, Wrong. I, and then yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Nice. nice. Yeah, that was a good Smoked. one. That was Target. a good one. Hell yeah, dude. Um, now I, who's fucking stuber? <laughs> now who's wrong? You're stuber. And then I went to and then I went to Maple <laughs> later. Oh, okay. Um, Maple is where you switched to. Okay. Yeah, and then um, and I didn't know there For was context. If you're listening, I've talked about it before on the show. Maple Counseling Center is the Sliding scale, cheap place I started going to that was yeah. really great. It's in Beverly Hills. And Wright Institute's not too far from there. It's closer to Culver City. And there's another one called... Wrong Institute. Sud- Wrong Institute. Say and it that way from now on, please. They specialize in CBT. So for anyone listening oh, in LA, that's what's CBT important. is cognitive behavioral therapy, which, by the way, I haven't talked about it much on the podcast, but uh, cognitive behavioral therapy focuses on the relationship between... Uh, thoughts, behaviors, and feelings yes. and how they all feed into each other. And if you're scared of talk therapy or if it's costly or something uh, mm. to a degree where you feel like you can't do it, mm. there are CBT workbooks that if you just look, search for a cognitive behavioral therapy workbook on Amazon, a few will come up. And honestly, they're all pretty good. I have one that I use that's like super helpful for me. And when I talk to people who tour, um, it's like really hard to go to talk therapy regularly if you tour a lot, yeah. if you travel a lot. Mm. And CBT is really great, specifically for people who's like, you have specific anxiety, fear, and sadness associated with situations. Yeah. People who are agoraphobic, are, uh, CBT is really good for. It is, oh, yeah. And DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy, which is like broader and the thing yeah. CBT came out of. No, Sorry. C- no, 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 that's no okay. CBD. I'm glad you took that because what I, I didn't know, I kind of ended up Damn. signing myself up for something I needed. CBT, I mean, they, they don't... So it was good, CBT. It was good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at that point, I had start, stand-up had... I had what so in, what people don't know who listening who don't do stand up what it happens is you actually get over certain fears by doing stand up it like really opens it makes it a lot easier to talk you're a, yeah, you're also sure. you become a better listener yeah. just from crowd work and just stuff doing and, this behavior yeah, over and over yes, again exactly. talking in front of people it creates a different set of anxieties though mm-hmm. um, specifically for years and this is apparently I learned later on more common mm-hmm. among stand ups but I used to not eat before sets now you can fucking <laughs> I'm put afraid it, a chicken's gonna kill me yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> The most <laughs> the, the, the a standard chick, comedy. I got a suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna get beat ah, with a rubber worried chicken. I worried an arrow's gonna go through my head. You guys ever been called chicken by a chicken? Oh yeah, that's a cock. I'm afraid that's I'm gonna get so many fans that standard. that I just drown in fans. I like this. This is a good point that sometimes when you think you're addressing some sort of anxiety, it just gets shifted into another totally. yeah, anxiety. Totally, and, and you're like, I took care of that. Like, yeah, and and then. The past. And then I started thinking for a while with stand-up, I just kind of lived with being anxious for a few months. And I was in therapy at the time, and I'm like, I, I remember I asked once, I was like, why do I wake up every day feeling like this? I, I had a, I, So most people who I think have a, the, a darkness or any kind of depre- depression, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know how much of it's nature versus nurture. I think that's it's different from person to person. I, I really wish people approached it that way rather than making a study and being like, this is it because it's never, it's never going to be it. It's never going to be over. Um, nah, I mean, we should keep testing babies though. Yeah. yeah. We find out. <laughs> just whatever it is. I just want to be clear. Totally. These babies, I think, ask I think them questions, <laughs> put lab hats on them and absolutely electro- them maze. Shock, little, little nipple twists. But, uh, I can't feel it. <laughs> babies can't feel pain. Um, you can't but, uh, feel pain until you're four. <laughs> you know, like four. Five. I read that. I read that uh, in a book called Stuber. <laughs> I don't really know why we're, 
Dude, the book of of Stuber so much. Dude, the books of Stuber is so much different than the movie. Dude, yeah. Stuber the book is like it's just the the Godfather. It's just the Old Testament, chapter three, verse (laughs) ten. It's just the Old Testament. Didn't you know that Stuber? Yeah. And then Stumble is the New Testament. Anyway, go see this movie that's not in theaters anymore. (laughs) Is it not? I think it's 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 on its last theaters like about last week. I think what it is is that Stuber. Stuber, I think, is very funny for people. Who have been doing stand up about as much time as we have because we know Kumail. Right. And we like oh, him yeah. and he's so funny. Like, no. he's legitimately one of my he favorite comics. I've interacted with the writer several times over the last month. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's like, it's just this thing where, like, people in our lives have gotten big, like, a, an image of Ali Wong just came up on the Netflix screen. But even with <laughs> her, that's just her. Uh, like having Netflix specials, Stuber put Kumail at this level of fame where it's like, wow, he's fucking like, yeah. he's like Brad Pitt now. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. but not like he's like Eddie Murphy level. It like, yeah, it's if crazy. you're in a dumb comedy, you're famous. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's no longer your art film you wrote with your wife. Yeah. You know I, mean? I was um, uh, I, honestly. I'm gonna turn off the net, uh, the <laughs> Netflix because I feel terrible now that images keep popping yeah. up. In her. Also, it was fine. It, it, but I just want to say, Ali Wong was just up there, and she was she had nunchucks, and I've really noticed recently that nunchucks in movies have made a harsh decline in since the. Oh, 90s. I'm sorry, dude. The I just want to say was the heyday of nunchucks in movies. Three ninjas, <laughs> yeah. dude. I watched Dark Man earlier today, and it was t- there were two gangs meeting, and the both nunchucks? gangs had people who had nunchucks, and they had to both like. Put them on the ground and throw all their weapons on the ground. What was this in? The movie Dark Man. The movie Dark Man. Yeah, yeah, the Sam Raimi movie. movie. Yeah, God, that oh, movie's God, great. I, I love great. that movie. Yeah, and, uh, there was a, uh, there's like a couple shots where it's like, wow, they really wanted to showcase nunchucks. Yeah. in this <laughs> movie, and it's like people have machine guns next to the guy <laughs> totally. with nunchucks, where you like, who, who? He's not a necessary part well, the of the thing game. About nunchucks. <laughs> nunchucks. If you whip them around real fast, they create an impenetrable wall. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You can That's... whip a bullet back into the skull if you learn the nunchucks appropriately. I do love that there are so many scenes in 90s movies where someone's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a huge deal. Up until the 90s. Like, you know, Fist of Fury, all the Bruce Lee stuff actually yeah. began it. And uh-huh. then by the 90s, it was like self parody. I just and saw. Now you never see him in I just movies. saw Sister Street Fighter, and it shows up in that. Wait, what? I just saw Sister Street Fighter. What's the, that? You know the Sonny Chiba movie, Street Fighter? It came out around the same time as... <laughs> no, the what movie, Street Fighter? Sonny Chiba. Who from, you'd know him from Kill Bill as the, um, yeah. as the, uh, the guy who Is creates it? the okay. sword. <laughs> Tori. Yeah. Okay. So he's in Sorry. a new so movie. He's in a, no, he was in a movie in the 70s called Street Fighter. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they made a they, they made a spinoff called Sister Street Fighter that he's in does not play the same character which is like crazy. Like a bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, and but what's really crazy about the movie is right after the credits, the first musical sound that opens it is. I was like, this is crazy. This is insane. It's an American movie. No, it's it's from Japan. It's it's super fun. my mind right now. But it's anyways. That they had nunchucks in that. That was the only reason I bought that up. I just feel the movie I saw was called Fuck My Wife. Volume seven. Yeah. I like to jerk off. Wait. (laughs) Why wasn't that up for an award? Yeah, man. I've come to that several times. You like make the case for why the one porn movie you've been jerking off to should win. At least win a Golden Globe. I mean, at least a Golden Globe. Or like a best kiss at MTV Movie Awards. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Why doesn't a porn ever win best kiss? (laughs) Those are so much better. 
Why were people even talking about Sully? There's no tits in it. <laughs> Why Sully ain't got no tits? <laughs> uh, oh, I like <laughs> I like this. The guy who makes the case. Um, Wait, well, this we? is interesting to yeah. not really have dealt with. Like you, you don't feel like you have a mental illness well, per se. Or so yeah, like so that. here's it's here's kind of going for ritual. Oh yeah, we were talking about CBT help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what do you mean when you say that? Right. Well, let me. I wanted to preface it with that. Most people, I feel like, withstand uh, anybody actually who's who dealt with depression or anything. A lot of it. I, I don't know how much of it's chemical or how much of it is inherited or how much of it is from what they grew up around. But for me, I grew up in a very loving and nurturing household. I would say. Well, yeah. Yeah, and in a single parent household, no less. Oh, and wow. my sister's my sister's ten years older than me, so that's kind of like having a second mom nice. too. Nice. I'm, I'm the youngest, so <laughs> nice. yeah. The way you guys Two said moms. that, I was like, I, know I, got I was like, wow, oh, sister, hot mom. Um, yeah. And you've met them. That's my favorite video. It should have won a Golden you, Globe. Damn right, dude. Two moms. <laughs> Two moms, one kid. Two, Whoa. Two moms, one kid. <laughs> They're just telling Two us. girls, one kid. Yeah. That's Two so funny. Good, dude. Oh, They're just man. raising him right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. They just it's did a good job. Without That's male aggression. Video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for like it's 20 years. So, uh, it's like boyhood. Okay, oh, yeah, so, yeah. so you were raised with... So I was raised... So I didn't really have... Any, like when I moved to LA and started doing comedy, um, it was, well, when I moved to, I lived in San Diego for a year before that, but living out here, um, being alone isn't hard for me because I, it was just my mom and my sister. So it was a very small family. Oh. Like from being eight years old, I was allowed yeah. to go watch movies by myself. Wow. Um, now there was a lot of qualifiers to that, I'll say, movie. but How that's close a simple was the simple <laughs> But like, it was okay. Like I, yeah. I would go watch a lot of shit by myself and I, I she, did you watch porn? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I always felt I, like that was the kid in the neighborhood, right? Who, He'd he'd have porn access way totally. before you, which did. I did not. Ironically, no. no. You, did you um, have was, like rated R movie access? Yes. To it, other kids, where you'd be like, check this out. You're gonna watch RoboCop when you're like kind of seven yeah. years old. <laughs> I mean, my mom let me watch a movie called Street Trash way too young, and if oh you haven't heard God, of it, it is the most crazy. insane horror never movie. Even heard of that? It's, it's a, fucking ridiculous. It has no plot, but it's basically about a a liquor store that finds an old yeah. like whiskey bottle that they sell for like a buck a piece to all the homeless guys in, in the city in New York and when they drink it they melt yeah it's about melting homeless people but it like it's it is the most it is anybody who watches it now it offends every sensibility human possible street trash and the it whole is, thing it's it's definitely it's almost like a looney tunes way of looking at homeless yes. people where I, they're like this bomb is why would anybody be homeless? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go to your it, home. It, it is. It's almost like a parody. Just buy a house. Go, yeah. go to your house. Idiot. It's like a parody of, of like Reagan era New York, or yeah. well, sorry, pre Giuliani New York. Yeah, they and, look like homeless oh, you mean people. the good days? The good yeah. days. The old days. It looks like oh, a, a Looney yeah. Tunes character after like a stick of dynamite just went off. And yeah, covered in soot, and you're like, <laughs> but it's so graphic. Right. You the point is, a ten year old shouldn't be watching it. But my mom let me watch. Like I had a your mom let you watch. Yeah, you. you were comfortable being alone yes okay. and so when i got to la um i for the first year i was here i was I, I really didn't have any friends i with the exception of one person and eventually two friends moved over a little later but um and then my best friend sydney who you've met before yeah, um he was cool yeah he i've known him since i was 12 he eventually moved here and but for that one yeah. year there was this interesting period where i had to like I had a girlfriend and I was going to grad school in LA and I just remember hmm. everything were, went pretty easy to the point that it made me too naive 
to this day with how Los Angeles and how unkind <laughs> the city can really be. Wow. Oh, interesting. Um, so it was yeah. just like an aw shucks first year. Yeah, move, because everything was just here. so easy. Within a year, dude, I got here in August of 2008, but I started stand up in April of 2009. But even before that, I had taken an, a, a three month internship. No, I would say two month internship at Warner Brothers and turned it into a full time job. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The CEO. Of- See, yeah, I was you live the head with of the Animaniacs. Head, in the yeah, water tower? I live in the Water Tower. <laughs> cool. By, Eli yeah. is one of the Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I am exactly. The Warner we, Brothers. We I don't know why we wouldn't open with that. <laughs> we should have, yeah. Yeah. It's a big credit. <laughs> it um, is a good credit. And it's one that still pays my bills. But <laughs> but no, I like, I really, everything went really well for a while. And then even when I started standing, up it wasn't i mean look i started stand up in april and i did you were at my first show which was tiger lily like four months later whoa right i mean this is interesting that you spent that amount of time you would qualify it as alone and you know like you had a girlfriend and you had well we broke we did break up but i guess i should yeah, yeah it sounds like a really hard time honestly that a lot of people I mean, when I first moved here and I was basically alone, I just was crying every day and like having freakouts and panic attacks. And I, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, it sounds like you were actually kind of stable. I was. And however, the first, I tried moving here when I was 19 and I was so not what? prepared for it. Yeah. My, and I was, <laughs> because I, I didn't go to, um, I, I didn't have good enough grades to go to like get into a university. I basically I had a two point nine, so I could only get into like commuter schools <laughs> Dummy, essentially. Yeah, fucking, uh, fucking moron. <laughs> and um, uh, and so and I I was like, you know what? I'll go to com- community college in L.A. So that way I can because their UCLA film school has to accept you if you finish, you know, <laughs> at a, a California city college. Hmm. So I went to I, I got here, and then I realized aside from the money I had saved up. I had no real plan. Like I didn't have a place to live. I, I, I found someone through a website in 2004 called roommates.com, which might still <laughs> exist, but I matched with this cup matched. I messaged a couple. Matched. <laughs> yeah, matched. Um, ah, I swiped right on this apartment. Yeah, it was stewmates.com. Uh, <laughs> you get to date nice, Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one uh, I matched with this couple in Pasadena. Trying to go to school in downtown LA, and it was just not feasible. And my, I, I remember those that week and a half I was in you LA. Lived in Pasadena. Yeah, when I, you were nineteen. When I was nineteen, and I was supposed to go to school at LA City College downtown. Wow. And at the Quite time, the commute. Yeah, it, and I didn't have my car, so to <laughs> get there, was walking. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the goal, a long walk. What? Even even with the subway and all that, it like was. I should have. I could have walked, and it would have been shorter. It's like crazy how wow. long it took. And so I remember that week, though, I I would be alone in that room crying, and I called my mom and my sister, and they put me on speaker. And my sister was like, she's like, well, I don't know. Try to switch to Pasadena City College if you can. She's like, I don't know. Figure it out. Try to make it work. You're already mm. out there. That's the hardest part. And then eventually, my mom was like, you know what? Come back here because you can finish school here, and then you can go back, and you'll. I think we'll we'll be less scared. I, she's like, I just think you didn't go with a game plan. Wow. And my sister eventually kind of was like, yeah. She's like, you know what? I mean, she's also a little more, um, like you're there, fucking do. You know, I think yeah. she's just she was also younger, so she was more idealistic about it. I think. But and it trying to be like supportive. You really have had your family to be your kind of soundboard. <laughs> yes. Throughout your life. Yes. I, I, it's like, I, is this reasonable? What do you think about you know this? It is really interesting in to hear you talk about the beginning of your beautiful. time in L.A. When you started here to be 
that your best friends and girlfriend and dream job. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're it's here. crazy. Well, my so my girlfriend and I broke up. Um, you were dating Selma Hayek. Hayek. Yeah, it was Dude, crazy. Your dream Dude. girl. You were dating, you were wild things. We Dude. we broke up when I got up when I moved up oh. here because we met in San Diego and we were like trying to make it work long distance. So it kind of just yeah. when it was over, I felt relief um, because I was like, I don't have to go to San Diego anymore, <laughs> yeah, and she, I don't have to worry about entertaining her for a weekend if I if it's a bad weekend, you know, or something yeah. like that. So Andy Haynes had a really great joke about moving to a city with a girlfriend is like you know going to a party with a beer that the party serves like free yeah. cold beer. <laughs> like, nah, I've got my open beer. <laughs> it's my warm beer and you have to pretend yeah. it's the best beer you <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, it was like a mutual breakup, but it was very, I do remember, and luckily by that point, Sydney, my best friend had gotten out here and we lived together, but I, that first year was still, well, when I got into stand-up, here's the thing. My, a friend of mine had started improv at UCB, and I was like watching him at these shows, and I was like, this, this looks so fun. And then I stayed for a stand-up show there, and I was like, this is even more fun. And I thought to myself, I was like, well, I got to do one or the other, because b- both of these I find myself kind of responding to. And the reason Did I- Did you do it? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened? Here? Yeah. <laughs> Did you become a stand-up? <laughs> well, this spe- this speaks to the alone part. I couldn't do... I looked at improv, and I'm like, I don't want to rely on these other people. Oh, oh yeah. my God. And I get it, You were man. like, oh, an infrastructure of friendship? Yeah. Fuck oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah. That's actually what, what turned me off from, from improv. Yeah, too. I was just like, oh, I, I don't trust shit like that. I don't, I don't either, and I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I You love... also both don't like to give credit to other people. Yeah. <laughs> You're damn right. God, both of right. you. <laughs> well, as soon as someone gives me credit for writing Stuber... On Earth... Anyway, I wrote Stuber. I'm the yeah. only thing on earth worth a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every comic should have to say as we get up on stage. Yeah, I just I'm I, the only thing on earth worth a shit. <laughs> you you shit. fucking animal. Wait, did either of you ever take improv classes? Breath classes? Improv classes. That oh, would yes. be hilarious. I have taken improv I, I took, classes. I took them at UCB, and I had been doing stand-up for a while, so it was almost it was actually just a waste of money because I was like, I was like, I'm not. I yeah. all of these things I already know how. To, like, mm-hmm. the one thing I will say that it did teach me at the time was that i was already comfortable with stand-up right you know what i mean like i was like okay great yeah i understand like i I didn't have a problem jumping into anything and everybody in that 101 class on the day of the show was like nauseous they're like having stage fright diarrhea dude (laughs) i wish i could have had your two moms because (laughs) this level of confidence truly when i took an improv class like it's to me it felt like i was like going yeah of course that's the rule or whatever that's what you're yeah. supposed to do in the thing but i i was like it, it's like it took a class to make me feel comfortable to go and do it yeah. out loud and then you go oh okay so that's all it is is all the instincts that you basically thought you should just do yeah. well here, here's you know? how it served as a deterrent yes. here's where here's where it kind of turns into like where it works against me all right is yeah are you fucking ready bro <laughs> Dude. Like, i don't fuck. know if i am man <laughs> Because you've instilled in me this tough. like such a severe feeling of you being okay that if you if you start talking about you not being okay, it's gonna fuck with me, dude. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, yeah. so dude, 
girlfriend. Girlfriend leaves you. You don't give a shit. You're yeah. like, fuck yeah. I don't have to go to San Diego you start anymore. start souping up your car. Yo, dog. My fucking <laughs> yeah. best friend lives here. I'm fine. I talk to my mom and my other mom, who's my sister, all the time. I feel <laughs> safe, dude. I go watch improv. I'm like, fuck this. I do stand-up. It doesn't even yeah. make me fucking nervous, dude. I work at Warner Brothers, and then one day, what happened, dude? <laughs> one day, I bombed. On, no, I, 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 I bombed at the fucking speech- Apollo, dude. <laughs> so what I, my community rejected <laughs> me. I've never been more ostracized yeah. by my own community. So that's when I went political. Dude. <laughs> that's um, when I started a podcast called the Eli Olsberg Experience. No, yeah, you're just dude. a motivated guy. Um, it's almost intimidating. Yeah, I, well, I, I, at the time, it, I got. I think I won a Scoomy one year. For yep. most ambitious, that's <laughs> oh, an open mic award, and I Are couldn't you... pick it up because I was at another. It was show. an award show yeah. for open micers. <laughs> that's so ironic. Yeah, there was a there was a long running open mic at this place called uh, Westwood Bruco every Tuesday night. That like for all of us back then, starting yeah. getting those guys to like us was our first credit. That is yeah. so funny that it yeah. was just it was hoping two people thought one of them who was mean <laughs> were just was nice. Mean. One of them was they were both <laughs> just like older and like and they're yeah, great guys, yeah. but it's so funny that we still we still talk about it to this day. Like yeah. you know, I was just Eli talking did to run Van. did win a, a Scooby. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. so it books. was such a big deal this open mic, and it was such a huge part of all our lives that once a year they did an award show yeah. called the Scoomies. And I remember, yeah, Eli won most ambitious, and he was uh, doing other comedy shit, so he couldn't pick the award up. That year, it was hosted so by Louis and Matt. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I noticed and they that, didn't do it. By the way, anymore. that fucked with me a lot early on in comedy because I I forget who said who, this. Louis? Like, no, yeah, Louis, dude, <laughs> when he fucking yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> oh, give, don't get me fucking started me about fucking, Louis. Um, I uh, I remember. <laughs> It's I, good to be with friends. I, I know I love this uh, so much. So, Wait, so oh yeah, so that mm-hmm. fucked with me because I forget who at the time said this to me, but it was like a year before that where they were like. They were like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're like a networky guy. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And they're like, well, you go to shows. You like you any moment you have, you're either at a show, you're at a mic, you're doing something to make sure you can get more spots. And like, yes. But but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I remember what I got self-conscious about is I was like, well, am I just supposed to like go to Bruco and hang out there for three hours and not do I I, I, it was almost like I was Eventually, I found out when I talked to this person again a few months later. I forget how it even came up, but they're like, "No, I admire that." But at the time, they made it sound like right. it was shitty. There's yeah, like it was shitty. And and which obviously, course, do I go down and stand up at the beginning? Yeah, especially and, right. And I don't want to. Yeah, dude. I don't want to. Like box. I said at the beginning when we were introducing you, like you, the, that was an immediate talent of yours. Just in like you knew. I mean, kind of relating to what you're saying now, you're you're just not a socially nervous person i maybe you are but you're still very good at socializing more than a lot of comics yes so you would like go to shows watch the show walk up to the booker be like i'm a comedian nice to meet you (laughs) i'd like to do it and then get on the show and everyone's like this guy's a fucking genius (laughs) like like invasion of the body snatchers where everyone's like oh what's he doing Because I, I think because a lot of people thought at the time that you had to be asked to do a show. And I think because also at the time, there weren't as many shows around and to get yeah. asked to do. There, there were a few sure. shows that I still to this day have not done because some of those bookers felt 
they I, they're like, well, when I ask you, um, and I and and it almost oh, there was a little bit of that culture. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck you're talking? Yeah, about right there now. were a few shows, but there is yeah, and I, I never. I didn't get, I, I had at one point thought, I'm like, am I being punished for doing so many other spots, other places? And then, to me. so yeah, something that's interesting to me here is the, like, you know, this seems like stand up as much as you probably appreciated it as a kid and like comedy, it seems like you kind of decided to do it, you know, at a point in your life that was already kind of in transition. Yes. And I'm just wondering, like, what did you think you were going to be when okay. you were like a teenager to like to, to, to up right. until then? Like, what was your life goal or path? You know, like, and you only networked up until you, yeah, yeah. Like you were like, I guess I'm just going to get a job. Yeah. Well, no, I, I wanted to be a writer and that's what I moved out here for. Oh, really? and, and yeah, I wanted to be a screenwriter. And, um, and then I realized I, I just stand up seemed so alluring because I thought it could make me a better writer mm. and get instant <laughs> feedback on it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I thought it would make me a better writer, and and obviously knowing right away whether something does well or not, like on stage. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I'll I'll try this out. And the first night I did it, my very first night doing stand up in L.A., I was the last name drawn at the UCB Franklin open mic. Oh yeah, Sunday at eleven. Hosted by Sean Conroy, yep. I was the last person to go up. Just oh, on that last night. Mic. That was a monthly mic. That was a monthly right? mic. I yeah, that had a that. real audience. So I had yeah. a fucking blast. Like the fu- I had written. I spent a month writing five minutes, and I had enough. I, I had five minutes, none of which I kept. Obviously, eight, three months later, but uh, uh, I remember it went so well that I was like, "Yeah, well, I guess this is it for me." And then the next day, my second open mic was at the Haha ha Cafe, <laughs> which uh-huh. for people listening is the polar opposite of what I just described. There were two people there. I did not see the light, so the the host just literally interrupted my set by going, all right, give it up for this guy. And I had a wow. off stage. Dude, I remember one of the dumbest things I've ever done in comedy. I went to the Haha ha Cafe open mic, and it was one of the first mics uh, that cost money. And so our, like, our opinion back then was like, fuck that, I'm not paying five bucks to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's so common that you kind of have to, but anyway, um, I was there and I was just kind of in the room and looking and I was like, I don't want to pay five bucks. Fuck it. I'm going to leave. And as I was leaving the owner, that dude with the fucking ponytail. Yep. Yeah. Uh, his power, Samson. I think his his name's Jack. (laughs) Jack. Okay. He's like, where are you going, bro? And I was like, oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to do the mic. And he was like, come on, dude, there's a crowd. And I was like, nah, it's cool. Uh, and I, I was like, gonna leave, and I was ignoring him. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, hey man, Chris Tucker's in the crowd, <laughs> and and like Chris Tucker is not on my comedy Mount Rushmore, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh really? And then I stayed and did the mic. <laughs> and then he was like, and Jackie Chan's here too. <laughs> yeah. They're on a case. Yeah, that's how I got into. <laughs> they got the triads in their scopes. <laughs> Anyway, you're supposed to do five minutes and kill. That's so fucking insane. Chris Tucker. I always here. wondered. And let me why. ask you: Did Chris At- Tucker understand the words coming out of your mouth? Okay, I, I nice. Well done. He wasn't in the room by the time I went up, and yeah, uh, I walked off stage and I was like, I stayed for Chris Tucker. <laughs> why the? What did I oh, think yeah. was gonna fucking <laughs> yeah. happen, dude? That's um, classic I mean, LA shit. It's basically a, a series of never-ending. Problems, <laughs> failures, rejection. Yeah, I mean, is that what you 
when you go to your therapist, do you feel like it's a lot of career stuff coming up? Or do you feel like there's maybe a larger thing that you're trying to just... I think what I was trying address. to get at, what I learned about myself is that I get... Um, I, I, so when I, I was, yeah, about two years in a stand... No, a year and a half in a stand-up when I started therapy. At the time, I wasn't even sure what I was going for. And I actually just wanted to go because I was like, I feel like I can just talk to this person objectively wow. and that'll fucking unearth something. Third sister. Cool. Yeah, third yeah, third mother, sister. Third mother, sister. Third mother, sister, yeah. That's what they say on Star Trek. Mother, sister. She's actually... <laughs> my third mother. She was actually a daughter. <laughs> oh. And I learned... My therapist is my daughter? Yeah, and I was like... You started as a therapist, but now you're a daughter. I've <laughs> leveled up. Um, and uh, yeah, I like, so eventually I start about a, a little while later, I would say closer to like the two year mark of stand up. That's when everything kind of, I noticed I was just getting more anxious. I was getting more um, like, I, I don't know. That's when I think I started thinking, I'm Angry. like, man, this, what am I doing here? I quit, I quit yeah. working at. Warner Brothers, I I, I kind of said goodbye to film because I could stand up stuck with me so much. I took on a normal day job, yeah. Um, and uh, and That's I right, you had been going to grad school for film writing, yeah, right? at Cal State LA. Did you get that degree or did you drop out? No, I dropped out. Yeah, I dropped yeah. out when I I was going to so go back. Cool. I started I going. Yeah, one of the reasons I started <laughs> so to to I was going back like on very part time, and I remember I when I finally got. A manager, I was like, "What am I doing here?" That's why I stopped. Yeah. I was like, "You know what? I have the thing that I wanted with whatever wow. my thesis script would be." Yeah, right. Why finish this? Yeah, because huh. um, it was going to take another year. You really got to immerse yourself in that shit. Like it's like re- it is like a full time job. And I remember that. So that so 2011 was weird because that was also when Twitter and fave star were a thing oh yeah fave and star. i remember that's when people started getting work off it so i had i i and yeah. i was also i'd megan start amram blew up yeah, Meg, yeah and and so you became obsessed with twitter i became obsessed with megan amram no i'm just kidding actually <laughs> she and i became friends that year we were on a we were we went to go watch a show i believe you that we we're friends we're friends yeah um, i love megan. but yeah she's great and like but i i remember yeah megan rob delaney like a lot of people were getting really but I, it wasn't because of twitter what i mean is the cocktail of twitter stand up like all these mm. things where i felt like i suddenly had to be funny all the time not just wow. on stage i really like to compartmentalize oh, like stress yeah that you didn't have before right spread out and, yeah and i was like out. wait now i have to be funny on this website too and, and 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 all that shit and especially because fave star <laughs> made it this thing where if it got really big it I would get you that. more followers it's funny that website's like gone now yeah, it's, it's like gone. mr skin to yeah who <laughs> it's gone to add some context like if you don't know what we're talking about favestar was a twitter app and back then like yeah it cataloged every every person's every user of twitter's best tweets most retweeted and most fave tweets and, and you and that was you the could, only like, way get, you could see the faves and retweets you couldn't actually see them on the app Oh wow! At the time, uh, yeah, yeah, you couldn't look wow. in your replies to see who favored so it. You, funny. I think, oh, you couldn't see who. Yeah, you could yeah, see the amount, right? But you couldn't, like, yeah, it would just show you. It was really important to everyone how, who had the most, and yeah. you could see when did, when that. When did Russia start letting us see the likes? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> show exactly. me the likes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you oh, you know what? Another thing, like, here? Twitter was so yeah. big then. Uh, I remember. 
Jake Weissman, talk about showing the rope. He gave me yeah. this whole fucking speech about how you get followers on Twitter. Yeah, I remember that. He gave me that he speech. Like, yeah, yeah totally. And it he, worked. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then Witstream was created by yep. Mike Lee and Black and Lisa Cohen, right? Yep. And they, that, Witstream was this thing where they, like, all they did was they, uh, asked people on Twitter to be a part of their community and then if you join Witstream you had to be invited mm. then they would collect all they were all comedians and yeah. writers yeah. and they it was a website aggregating funny tweets yep. based on different topics and shit and i remember i was one of the i was like the last of our friends to get Witstream and it killed me i was like you're all on with <laughs> just playing to to just to no yeah yeah to i sort of reinforce what you're saying <laughs> yeah. about how fucking stressful there were, like, it was yeah. politics of yeah. it <laughs> this is so funny it's like you're it's almost like you're talking about a political race that i don't even remember yeah dude because, and, like, and, it, and this it's, used to really matter it yes. really i, it, I had a, no memory it, it's a big reason why i fucking hate twitter and yeah. i say i hate twitter all the time and i'm doing a dumb thing on no, it. No, I think yeah. it's cool. Somebody's got to point out no, the you're president. Right. <laughs> yeah. so, good. I'm out there on the front lines pointing out the president's stupid. <laughs> well, and also, it, it, so whenever something. I only like stew Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> stew Twitter. Hell yeah. <laughs> he gets canceled on stew Twitter. <laughs> I think he means stew canceled. He's like, I only like stew Graham. Instagram. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, come on, I was right there. Fuck. Okay, so you're Sorry. saying that, uh, so like Twitter becomes this extra thing. It was just stand up. This is, dude. You know what's really funny? Uh, I'm, and I'm gonna like, I, I realize I just cut you off like three times. No, it's fine. But I, I can now feel where you're taking us in this conversation, and I really love this because you're talking about something that we don't really acknowledge enough as creatives that is very stressful where like you get into it for stand up and you can focus on that and you can learn all the ins and outs of it. But the world then tells you now there's this other thing that you need to both get good at and compete in. Yeah. And then you throw on top of that, this, this, this disgusting fucking layer of social anxiety where like, Amongst comedians or writers or whatever, it's not just like regular relationships you're building. Yeah. Because if I were to meet you outside of comedy, we would be friends based on if we wanted to hang out. Right. But then there's this added thing of like, do we think each other are funny? Yep. That it, it whether oh, you want yeah. it to be a part of it or not, it comes into your Everything brain. Totally. To feel like the breakfast. And club. so it's all weird. That's where I'll interact. Yeah. All this extra shit's coming into your. Yeah. Life. And then and I and I I don't know if you remember this. I had a talk with you. I you were one of the first people I confided in about this. I had this feeling, and it fucked with me when someone when whoever it was. I still to this day can't remember. Was like. Yeah, you're really uh, going out there networking. I'm like, D fuck, that fucks sure. with me because it, because what happened, I can root this back to a childhood problem. When I was in seventh grade, mm. a friend of mine, who I thought was a friend of <laughs> mine, became CEO. Bernie yeah. I became CEO of the <laughs> treehouse, yes. and everyone thought I was a shark. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucking oh man oh shit man. no dude okay. I wrote a book called the fart of a deal it was like, right. it was like <laughs> pen 15 of the of the fucking industry no okay so okay, so uh, when you so, were a kid so I was a kid a fr uh, a, who I thought was a friend of mine was like hey listen all our friends like this group oh, this group no. where he's like they were all just talking shit about oh, you uh, and man. after uh, two years of just drama free wow. shit with these people he's like they said this one person said this this other right, person said that right. and the worst part is at the end of it he goes so how does it feel not to have any friends oh, holy that shit that permanently Fuck, has to this day 
fucks with me. How's it feel? And I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> yeah but how does it feel? Damn. <laughs> That's fucking with me, right? Yeah. And I remember, I remember I, com- I took me weeks. I wouldn't confront anyone about it. And I was like, I was just sitting there with this resentment to all my friends. And finally, another friend of mine, she goes, why are you being weird? You've been weird for weeks. You barely like call anybody. You barely. Yeah, this is when we had yeah. phones. Yeah, <laughs> this is when we had phone. Yeah, yeah. You, had to, you uh, had to click the button. So, so she's like, "What? What the fuck? Why are you being weird?" And I told her, "I'm like, well, I, I told her what my our other friend said." And she goes, "Yeah, we did say that, but we said it like it. Oh, that's a funny thing about him. She like she confirmed everything, but turned what the like the what the lens out. was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was like, oh, he was the asshole. He's but also, it you. still made me think. I'm like, how much of it is it that they're thinking is? Do they think this about me all the time, or were they just having it? Dude, fucked with my trust issues mind, so much. Yeah. That's a mind game on an adult level. Yes, yeah. being given to a middle schooler. Yes, yeah. and he and, and, and he right and I weren't friends after that. Uh, obviously, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta keep in touch with yeah, the what kid about, like, who's basically <laughs> actively betraying you. Yeah. You know, Caesar. I heard the rest <laughs> of the Senate uh, thinks oh you're really god. cool. Oh and, uh, my god! Meet us all by so the funny. pond and don't wear your armor because we're gonna be stabbed. Be stabby, stabby. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it's such bad politics. It is, yeah, on but a middle school awful. level. It is. He just yeah. decides to resent you one day. Right. Decides to act like a shithead and and, I, and I know throws your and I know what what caused it is that yeah. he also came from a single mother home, but it wasn't um you know it it, it wasn't as easy going over there. But what he didn't I have two moms. Yeah, he didn't. Was have it Medea? It was yeah. Single mom. Like, she was like hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! He came from a rough. Yeah. Uh, um, so that fucked with me. But anyway, that, is that how you related studio. to him? Like you trusted <laughs> him? Like you're like I just trust everybody at the time. I, I was like, yeah, man, I you still do. To, yeah, Honestly, and I still you're do. Not a closed off guy. No, I'm not at all. And and to a fault, it 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 cost me betrayal in friendships, relationships. It's it's hmm. like and and a lot of people are will tell me afterwards, they'll be like, how can you still... Because there are some people where when shit like goes down, I'll yeah. still be friends with later. Or yeah. And I'm friends with my exes. And some people will be like, well... And I say you're fairly optimistic. Yeah. Nice. And I and yeah. I have every license not to be. Yep. Um, but I think because I... I don't know. I... I I fucked up enough times with things, <laughs> whatever that means. Like I've pissed people yeah. off. I've... I've cro- you know, but like... I remember having this conversation with Dave about two years into stand-up where I was like, dude, I'm like, you know, I think nobody in stand-up probably likes me or respects me. Well, we all heard from that little kid. And I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. He, he, called, he came up to the adults and yeah. told us. And his name. Yeah, he, Eli said that to me and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and Dave was like, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't you remember in middle school when I told you no one likes you? And I was yeah, like, I all my info from little kids. That Dave? Oh, my God. I'm on uh, the dark web no, getting you, Dave, all my info from little kids. Dave turned to me and he's like, oh, I'm shocked that I'm hearing this from you. Not even on a level of like that I thought, that, like, I, I don't think it was a thing that you were surprised in terms of like, do you really think people don't like you? I think what you saw it as was probably like, I, you really think that about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and like, and you're still to this day one of like three people I really will go real yeah. deep in terms of confiding yeah. shit. You yeah, know, same man. And so I'm number and, four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hampton gets the, the fluff. I, Feels pretty yeah, good. Yeah, He's not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. After bronze, the medals get uh, really bad. 
Yeah, the they're, fourth medal is shit. They're made human of shit. Human <laughs> shit. <laughs> fucking shit. And in fourth place with the shit medal. And what sucks is that the, it's made out of the guy who got third place's shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. I would watch every Olympic actually, yeah. event. Um, motherfucker. But it took me like two. I think it took me like a year after that. I just was like, I remember one day I, I kind of just caught myself feeling better, and I don't know what it was that like how I snapped out of it. I, I talked about it in therapy. I was like, why am I suddenly feeling better? And she's like, I, she's like, I don't know. Cause when you're talking in here, you're either talking about, you know, for a while it was career stuff for a while. It was feeling like I'm, I might've made a not made a mistake, but I feel like actually, you know what it was? I do remember also feeling like my closest friends. I, cause I, I, here's the other thing. I can talk a lot. I talk very fast and I can, I switch topics. I I'm like all over the place <laughs> and I can sometimes, I feel like I'm the Tarantino of conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. Listen here, man. I love uh, it. And and so I jump <laughs> around a lot, and sometimes to the point where all of it makes sense to me, and I can tie it all right back around at the end. Mm-hmm. But I won't be taking the other person listening into consideration that <laughs> right. they're not in my fucking brain. <laughs> the right. Tarantino yeah. conversation. You know, like really good stand-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so put me on stage, and I'll fucking yeah. murder. Uh, put me in a date, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" Okay, so I, uh, I. Like, so I sometimes can feel like I'm like, am I being not a burden on a person, but I'm like, is this just too much? Do I need to dial it back right now? Yeah, right. Well, that, man, I relate to so much of what you're saying. And that last thing you said, I relate to a lot. Like, I definitely, I second guess myself a lot. And it is because of a lot of things that happened when I was young that made me feel not accepted. So that's like also similar to what happened to you. And I I, I do think about it recently. Like, I wonder what I would be like if I didn't do that. But I had like, I was otherwise the same person because Hmm. second guessing yourself and worrying like it's, it's a double edged sword because it's a good idea to check yourself and try to be self-aware and be like, how am I affecting other people? Like you're saying, if I'm speaking in this sort of like, uh, long-winded roundabout way that is confusing to other people. One, does that make me like? Does that bore them? Is that rude to them? Two, does mm. it make them not want to hang out with me? These Man. are good things to think about as an adult. Yeah. But sure. the problem is yeah. that if you start thinking that way, it's dangerous. Then you start questioning if your everything you do is worth a shit, and yeah. uh, and so you have to like temper that and keep it to a like minor form of it. And like, let the answer be no. Sometimes, like, is this okay? I, am I doing something wrong? No, and yeah. then move on. And and it took a while. So the last, I would say, like maybe two years, wow. I've hit a really weird point where I am that's starting to come up again. And and I think because right now I'm not in therapy. My therapy, my mm. therapist, uh, she moved to New York. Uh, last summer because the comedy scene's been Daily show. And, uh, <laughs> that is low key the best joke we've ever had on this what? podcast. He was like, my therapist moved to New York because the comedy scene's better over there. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I damn it! At the same time, I'm doing the dumb, <laughs> worst jo- version. <laughs> the joke. But right there was the move to New York, funny. and uh, yeah, and dude, I, the therapy scene. Honestly, I, I don't know if I've, I've maybe mentioned this to you once, but I when I found out my therapist out here in L.A. that she had been like a sea level like actress oh, no, and oh. it just it really was like i fucking knew there was a problem and <laughs> yeah. like there was a, like a level of delusion and you see the headshots and you made a good point that that doesn't make her not you yeah. know not have points and hampton <laughs> you should probably listen to this person who went to college but i don't know there was something about being like 
oh fuck, they had the same dream as me. Here's where it's gotten weirder. Well, so when she left, I was starting to my my what she had kind of mentioned to me, she's like, You you your family's so there for you that you're transposing those needs onto people who aren't family, who actually aren't obligated to stick around. Quit sucking on my titties. Yeah, Eli. she's like, you want the, yeah, not everyone's going to give you milk. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like it when I'm you say your that mom. to the I'm not, I'm not your mom. I'm not your fucking mom. Yeah. But, like, but like in relationships. Yeah, I, yeah fuck off. You know what? The I'm most gonna normal man. thing you can yell at somebody. You know what, Hampton? I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to go fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your mom. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this conversation um, just like wow. Really dovetailed. Nothing. I know. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, I my therapist was like, you put those needs on other people, and she's like, it's not bad that you're doing that necessarily. Mm-hmm. What's bad is but your then expect- you get upset when the expectations right. aren't met. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My big problem is expectations to the point it developed at one point, and I'm so embarrassed. You got to the point this. where you were sucking on Hampton's titty. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and I just wanted his fucking dick in my mouth, and he's like, "Here's the tits. That's all you get is the tits." <laughs> well, you know, that would be relationship that would be with your mom. Yeah. That'd be over the line. Um, I'm, I only take fourth mom <laughs> position. <laughs> Um, okay, so you're sucking on Hampton's titties. Yeah, yeah. Continue. And there's no milk. And uh, no, but no. And just putting so this on other people, I can really relate. Yeah, for it, sure, it, the it is like a, it is like a thing of expectations. And and I almost idealize that even um, when I go, so this is what's embarrassing to admit is that like I I it got to a point for a while that after a certain time at night I would just stop texting people because mm-hmm. if they didn't text me back, I'd feel like I might have done something. Like I'm like. Oh, interesting. Oh, if I don't hear back from this person, it, it's like, like you imbe- didn't want to put yourself in the position. Yes, because I remember at one one night I like I did that and I, and I asked a question that actually needed kind of an immediate answer, and it wasn't anything. Is it, my baby on fire? Yeah, yeah. Am I? Uh, are you going to buy stupid? And, uh, <laughs> uh, and the exact didn't get back to me until the morning. But it like it <laughs> just texted me. Do you remember rock and roll radio? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? You didn't say anything. Do you remember 90s rock? Uh, I don't care what anyone says. I think 90s rock is great. And I'm like, Dave, Dude, this is really you're interesting. Just wait, and you're just waiting, though, for somebody's response. Right. And if someone yeah. doesn't respond, it makes me, I'm like, and that I would actually chalk up that symptom also to being, because now when we're online and on social media, yeah. I think that's playing into it. I don't want to sound wow. too old man about that, but like, it did sure. fuck with me for a little while because um, I was just like, well, I was thinking, I remember one day I just caught myself. I was like, why do I give a shit? I could, I should be able to just send a text at 1055 at night, go to bed at 11 and not think about it. It's, 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 it's a mind fuck up for one. Yeah. To always be like, well, we now are in the state where everyone's supposed to be accessible. Yeah. Seven and you're just like, it's, they I don't aren't. know, man. And I've never they said this out loud before. I, I, I just, I, just I, I didn't so even, the board. I it's funny. In, like I, you, perhaps to a fault perhaps in a way that's uh, bad for relationships I don't know I definitely have gotten to a place now in my mid 30s where I'm like I I really I just carry myself like I'm not always accessible and I know that that sucks for people sometimes because it sucks for me when it happens to me with people but but it's healthy for you yes 
Because of what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, Dave, as someone in their Uh mid-20s, I still feel this. (laughs) But I just want to say, as you're in your (laughs) mid-20s, as somebody who does a lot of bird scooting around Uh town, other early 20s Early 20s on-trend things. Like when you... Like, still castable, still super Buy furniture, castable. you say stuff like, I'm adulting. Yeah. <laughs> Dave look, would do this. And look, as someone in their mid-teens <laughs> who just say, got their permit. It per- affects me as a tween. <laughs> so yeah, someone in their teens who just got their learner's permit, I have well, to say. I also no, think, sorry. Eli, that um, it's interesting. You're, yeah, I really, I'm really l- loving what you're talking about because- it's especially fascinating to hear that you as some you like arrived in LA. I mean, basically what you've said so far is that you arrived in LA confident mm-hmm. and feeling good. And then by by the time you've done stand-up for three years, you're a fucking wreck. Oh my god. And uh That's... and what's interesting about that too, because like, dude, you just described something I go through fucking uh, constantly. Most of my friends do, is and what yeah, I've learned. And what I there were numerous times across things you were saying where I was gonna say well, this environment's very toxic. And and honestly, it's making me feel better hearing someone that I know is not depressive, who is generally a confident person who feels safe in this world, say, I was up late at night because people weren't fucking texting me back. The, fun, the thing is, like, I still, even though we all in this room share that awful feeling, yeah. I still can't explain why, but there is definitely something about this world that makes that type of shit fuck with you. Yeah, it feels monumental. And and, yeah. and then the next morning, I remember I was at I I I remember the next morning I was exhausted. I went to work and then I got I got the text back at eight thirty or whatever, and it was like perfectly. I do remember. Right. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. And Dave was like, I thought <laughs> he's nice, like, yes. Nice. Here are the bands I like, and I remember I I thought I was like. Oh man, I'm like I can't let myself go through that again. I, right. That was ridiculous. And then huh. it, it it unfortunately happened again from time to time. And I realized I was like, well, I talked to my therapist about it a little bit in a more roundabout way. I, I didn't admit it as directly as I'm admitting it now. Mm-hmm. And I also, I whenever I get stressed out about stuff, or I talk to my mom. I remember my my mom always looks at things because my mom's from Argentina. She immigrated to this country, mm-hmm. so she looks at things as. She goes, well, what are you worried about? Are you picking up a check from this person? Mm. She literally will just be like, nice. she, she, her whole thing is like that. Love she's it. just like, if you're not getting anything out of this it's old world, don't logic. waste the fucking <laughs> yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, she could sub it out with anything else. She, if, it, if it's not a check, it's just, well, are you going to go get something fulfilling out of this? She's like, you're, you're getting stressed out about an answer that is essentially a word. She's like, you know, you, it, it's all words. All of this is you need to deconstruct this shit. And words are words, people are people. Like these things are not harmful, except for Nazis. But you know, like you know, mm-hmm. she's, her whole thing is there are actual problems you're going to run into, and you can make these non-problems. Now she's yeah. simplifying it. Obviously, she's like, you need to go do work to not feel this way. But she, but I, when I did start thinking about it that way, I was like, fuck, man, I gotta figure this out, and I, I don't know how because most of the time I realize the solutions that had come along had either been time, like time had just enough time had gone by. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ultimately the, the huge, the big, the big, the big one, the (laughs) only one, everything else is just so you can get to that time lapse quicker. Hmm. Um, wow. That's a good point. And the, the other thing that I, bad point. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, depending on who you are, (laughs) I think it's a bad point. Bad point. Yeah. I'm always right. You're always wrong. You guys are. (laughs) 
You guys are real quirky. Show it one on the of scoreboard. You says You're wrong. one thing and the other says another. Nice. <laughs> that is the concept of the show. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. Well, it's called the argument. <laughs> um, the other thing that I that I the other thing that was the solution in those points were <laughs> were um, career milestones. So when yeah, I in that sure. three years when I was a fucking wreck, I got this is the craziest thing. I got. I got, I'd gotten in a car accident a few months before that, and two weeks after that accident, when the, the car got totaled, it got fucking accordion. I like had an internal that. bruise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it, it when I sneezed, it was the most painful thing possible. It was just a terrible couple months, and then, uh, and then I got a great lawsuit settlement check out from the insurance. Like they cut me a huge check, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit! I've never had this much money in my bank <laughs> account." All you have to do, folks. Yeah, yeah. Just after that, every time I sneezed, I <laughs> smiled. <Yeah. laughs> That's how you get that fat checks, guys. <laughs> two, month, two months. Two months. So two months later, I got that check. A week after that, I got laid off from my day job. Three days Don't after that, it. I no, I got laid off so I could get Don't unemployment, and three days after that, I got a job writing for a comic. And that was paying my bills for a little while. Then I went to like JFL Chicago. I got all these. Which things. comic, Eli? It was one of Jeff Dunham's <laughs> oh, puppets. Yeah, no, I will not say. Uh, <laughs> I wrote for Walter, one of Jeff Dunham's. Well, because they don't really do. I, I hate to say it because they don't really do stand up. And it's one of those like where they're like, oh, you, no, can you write? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. it um, but that's fair. I've done. I've done joke. Yeah, and, and it. But it was mm-hmm. super validating because I and I was also yeah. start, like. I didn't have to work a day job, so I was going out doing stand-up, and on the nights I couldn't, I could hang out at the fucking improv till like, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about getting to bed on time for work and all that shit. And so it, those it things are validating. Something yeah. To, to like put your hat on. And right, kind of and also just next... being like, oh, I don't have to wake up. I don't have to do anything tomorrow. I have money in the bank. I have an unemployment check coming. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This is like L.A. rolling. Yeah, it Damn, truly is. I got, I got uh, a royalty check. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a rent control department. <laughs> uh, it was like crazy. And then nice. And then about the a year things. a year later, I had to get a day job again, and I had to, um, I had to like, I remember... What else happened after that? Oh yeah, and I like for for a while I was just fucking really broke. Like even though I had a day job, I was living check, check to check. And then I started getting TV work, and then that took me out of it. So it, the past year and a half, two years has been really actually more introspective, where I've had to actually be like, how can I solve this myself? Your like, feelings about yeah, yourself? My, my, yeah, anxiety, this thing about not getting text, whatever the text issue. You don't, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know therapy is an option, but you're just like, how do I do this more on my own? Yes, and you, and uh, yeah, you feel like that's receding back from stuff because you know you know like we all get older in comedy and are like, well, I'm. It's not like I can just go hang out the same. Yeah, no, old way. Things, and just like the older you get, the more sure. like the same concepts you've been trying to deal with, you have a better understanding of. Yes, right? and yeah, and yeah. you learn which routines and which habits are actually detrimental. Yeah, and a lot of times um, in my life, I've been like, I felt like I was dealing with something, and then it, I actually, I, I just wake up one day and I'm like, oh, I wasn't even trying. I just thought I was. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I, I and I'm getting, I'm, I'm 34 now, and it's that's just started to hit me where I'm like, I don't, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I don't have to. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Dude, dude. start it a is, pod. It's, it's a, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's, start, it, it's, dude promote your pod. It's, right yeah, now. yeah. Closure, right now. closure, the podcast that never ends. Yeah. I just started it mm-hmm. a few months ago. And, I'm uh, and yeah. And then, uh, and you I also did. did 
he did my other one, Pod as a Woman, which was a limited Pod podcast. Is a woman. Hell yeah. You've been, uh, a, you've been a generous podcaster to the public. Yeah, I have. I just been give and I give the and they take world. and they take. Well, <laughs> I, I, like I, it is super liberating to wake up and be like, nothing. What the fuck? I, do I have to actually be stressed out about this? You can actually like make a choice not to be stressed. Yeah. Um, and I, it doesn't always take, but more often than it did before. And like the only, I would say the only things I've hung on to in terms of like routines that have leveled me out are when I wake up in the morning, uh, and this is if I don't have to work or be somewhere on like a crunch, um, I will go to a coffee shop just to get an iced tea. Like if I do yeah. that, even if I go right back home, just getting out of the house, getting in my car, doing something tactile like that is it, it does wonders. And a line of blow. Yeah, and a line of, Yeah, I, I, it looks like sweet and low, but it's it's a different kind of candy. I kind of uh, it's like it's interesting to me, and I, I don't know why this kind of occurs to me with you. It feels like you've not had any like vices per se. It that that afflict a lot of comics and people who you know, right. have a lot of this self-doubt. Like, I don't think you've ever told me once about, like, you've never seemed drunk. You've never seemed like... Uh, yeah, that's because uh, I stopped drinking two years into stand-up. And I'm, really? not, I'm not sober. I just stopped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very easy because drinking made me break out. I gained 10 fucking pounds. Like, it, it really made me look like shit in a bat in the and worst no, way. no, like, drug use, really. Um, I mean, I've done pot. I mean, I've done <laughs> pot. pot. Have you tried marijuana? Okay, okay, so you don't do drugs then. Yeah. What about... I've done pot. What about <laughs> grass? What about, uh, yeah. what about Mary Jane? Huh? One what time, about weed? One time I did, <laughs> I did ecstasy, and you know what I felt? Ecstasy. Oh, bro. Yeah, no, it's funny. You should try a jazz cigarette. It's funny how it's like... <laughs> I've done well. I've done ecstasy a couple times. It's like, oh, so you're not a drug user, right? <laughs> and like had, here in LA, it's like we've all done ecstasy I qu- multiple I, times. I did. I've only gone on stage once, drunk and high, and they were at the same time. Really? <laughs> yeah. On my wow. birthday, on my birthday one year, I did a show. Yeah, everybody was trying to buy me drinks. Doesn't count. He's going <laughs> um, <laughs> Next drunk story. When I, um, uh, where was it on your birthday? In which year? Um, How old were you? 27 and it was at the improv lab the old one yes uh they were still doing shows there though but i forget whose show it was like obviously like a farm show it wasn't one that the improv booked yeah and uh and like i just remember people kept buying me drinks at the bar and i smoked (laughs) some i'd smoked weed before that and uh i was just like yeah i'll go on stage and do this or drunk with you Ever, I don't think. Uh, we we've gotten drunk like before. Young, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Because you, I also did a show that you booked called Biscuits and Gravy. Yes. Were you drunk then? Not at the show, but the late, we went to Coach and Horses after, and oh, I got right. fucking wasted. Oh yes, and yes, we, I remember. Okay. And we went to Aroma. Wow. See, this is the thing. I never knew the Dark Eli. Yeah, dude. I only knew the clean boy. <laughs> I like my boys. I just clean. recently got. I'm starting well, to get Dark into. Dark Eli still exists. But <laughs> yeah, not he's not Dark Web Dave. He's just Dave. not here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dark he, Web. Yeah. Dark Web Dave and Dark, Dark Web Eli. Dave is my Darkwing Duck equivalent. Uh, pff, who's on the Dark Web all the time, solving crimes. <laughs> yeah, dude. <coughs> I've Dave just Ross recently got into um, weed again. Now that it's like super legal in really? California. Yeah, I'm starting to smoke more, but I I can't. The last time the I did. Cheese right now. Yeah, dude. I'm so. <laughs> hungry um 
Oh, wait. Were you at, did you do the, the San Francisco Burrito Festival? <laughs> did either of you do that? That was one of my favorite festivals I've ever Yeah, you done. were there. Okay, yeah. Jake and I, wait, this is a great story. I'll keep it very short, I know, because we've been going for a while yeah. here. But, um, uh, Hour three of the Rogan experience. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, get in your sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. Yeah. Eli's about to tell the story. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I went up there with... Um, oh, this is a name drop. I drove up there with Hassan Minaj. Nice. And I was like, I don't dude. know who I'm going back with. I, I ended up having canceled. a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I drove up with him. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's I, one of our well, buddies. He made he's me great. cancel my Netflix. He, he, um, <laughs> he, uh, but when, when I got up there, that honestly has nothing to do with By the, the story. By the way, giving him a ride a cool... is, <laughs> I would consider that a patriot act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> do you know? Um. <laughs> So you brought him home, coming mm-hmm. king. Yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 oh, boom, yes, boom, yes, boom. Yes. So Our brought... friend who has three credits. Stutriad X. Yeah, so you and Hassan. So I was, yeah, so we drove up there. Eventually, I I did a few shows. And that honestly, I, not, that was, I was like, I'll keep it short. Mm. Here's a detour that has nothing to do with the <laughs> yeah, story. Sure, sure. Here's a fucking weird thing that's not a flex. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, so on the last night of the festival... Jake and I did the last episode of the morning after live at the, I was there at the Armory Bar, yeah, that. and uh, across from I don't even know if that's where it is still, but where Kink shoots their stuff, yeah, it's still there. So we went to this other bar after I guess where everybody was partying, and uh, somebody was like, "Do you want a pot cookie?" And I was like, "Sure." And Jake took one as well, and I just ate the whole thing right there. Whoa, and and J- I turned to Jake, I'm like, "Did you have yours?" He goes, "No, I'm gonna have it when I get back to the." Um, <laughs> we're talking about Jake Weiss, yeah. And he's like, and I'm like, "Oh, I just ate the whole thing." He goes, "Really?" And I was oh, like, no. "Fuck." <laughs> Fuck. And so I start, I walk outside with another comic named um, uh, John Huck. Named Wobbly McFucking <laughs> <Yeah>. Neon. Named <laughs> Cop McFBI. <laughs> the coolest dude to do pot with. <laughs> named, Cop McFBI. Named Lucky. He's a family guy. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so we, I walk outside with John Huck. We're going to another bar that everyone oh, was yeah, going to meet at. John Huck says some joke that I don't remember what it was, but something that at best would get a chuckle. (laughs) I started, I was crying laughing for 45 minutes. I could not stop. Uh And he is looking at me like, like wow. he just keeps telling me, Slay, yeah. King. Yeah, Damn. he's like he starts telling Dude, jokes I'm to good me, like he's just stand up. Yeah, <laughs> give him false confidence he, for he, years. He does not stop. He says like seven really fun these things that he, I'm just like crying. Oh my god, doubled over, and I couldn't breathe. And we get to the bar, and I finally <laughs> stop laughing, and I I just turn to the first person I could see. It was Renee Gautier, mm. and I go, I just had a pot cookie, mm-hmm. and I can't stop laughing and she goes well just make sure you drink a lot of water and i was like oh that's why? such a remake i know thing i know say. it is that's wow. wonderful and i go, I go wow. why and then suddenly as she <laughs> as i say why my throat turns into cotton the music actually turns into like that thing where your vision starts to like <laughs> like nice. becomes audio oh, nice. style yeah yeah okay, yeah <laughs> why don't you drink some water eli water eli water eli water renee turns into a cooked turkey yeah. and she's like what are you looking at I when leave. voices become didgeridoos <laughs> <laughs> So I leave. Wow, I just wow. walk outside. I go, I got to get the That's fuck out of here. That's a cookie. This is a <laughs> yeah. I My walk, baby ate a pot <laughs> cookie. I, wa- I walk out. I'm uh-huh. like, I had to, to find, I was staying at Chris Garcia's. And I'm like, I got to find Chris Garcia's place. I don't know how the fuck to get there. It's only like four blocks away, by the sure. way. I walked for 45 minutes, not even a think to look at my iPhone. 
like to look on Google Maps. I'm like, I'll find it. I just looked up and it was there. I go into his apartment. I call my my friend Dominic who lives in LA and I'm like, I'm like, hey, you eat pot cookies, right? And he goes, yeah. And I go, I just had one. I, I'm an hour in and I don't think it's going to end. And he goes, what the fuck? And he's like, all right. He goes, don't drink. If you drink water, have like two cups. He goes, just fucking suck on ice cubes or something because you're just going to drink too much and you'll make yourself sick. And I was like, okay. So I, 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 I'm looking for ice cubes in the freezer. I find a, what I think is a novelty ice cube tray. Oh, beautiful. No, it's, dude. it's the one for rocks glasses. It was her eggs. Is this, is it like Everclear? Like were they freezing liquor? Like it was, no, it was, um, it was just the ones for like rocks glasses. Those really big sure. ice cubes, but they're ones you can't just put in your mouth. Oh, it's like a fucking, it's yeah. A huge, like a whiskey. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just oh like, my God. I, this is not a problem I was expecting. So I call the ice cubes were too big, Jerry. So I call, I call my too friend. Too big, Jerry. I call. <laughs> what do I do, Jerry? I, I ate a pot cookie, Jerry. Just, I gave him the ice cubes in my mouth. Just do every episode of Seinfeld over, but they're just high the whole time. And they're like, we gotta go back. He was a Nazi. And he gave me super. I, I think he was being mean. <laughs> They were novelty ice cubes. They were novelty. What am I they supposed to do? They were regular ice cubes, what am I Jerry. Supposed to do? <laughs> I was high, Jerry. So I, I was high. I didn't know what to do. I called Dominic back. I'm like, hey, I have a problem. I go, I can't put these ice cubes in my mouth. That is exactly what I said. You goes, called him and said that from no. Garcia's yeah. house? Yes. And he goes, he goes, what do you mean? I go, they're, they're some kind of novelty ice cube tray. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know what the fuck that means. Novelty. And so he goes, <laughs> he, goes well, just, he goes, just fucking suck on it like a pacifier. <laughs> what is this? What is happening in this story? Like I'm telling the story of the last this time I ever. Warming, well, dude. So, <laughs> so I sucking uh, on ice cubes. I, uh, he eventually goes. He goes. Well, fucking run him under hot water, man. What? I don't know what else to tell wow, you. Wow, that's so Lord. funny. So he was friend. determined to get you to suck on ice yeah. cubes. Like that would solve any kind of problem. <laughs> It sounds like, like this guy might have he was some well, pot. He yeah. was afraid you were going to drink too much water and die. Yeah. Well, to his credit, <laughs> I think he was... the medical I, advice I've ever heard. To, to his credit, I'll say this. I think he was just trying to keep me busy. Sure, sure, sure. And, sure. and so good. I... How about a movie? Eventually, I, I'm sucking on ice cubes that half of it's sticking out of my mouth. I'm curled up, incredible. fully clothed oh, with my God. shoes on. On someone's bed. I didn't know whose bed in the house. I just picked the bed and I was like, I'm laying here. Wow. Thankfully, that's... it was the bed I was supposed to sleep in. Uh, and like, like I think Chris's roommate was out of town. And so um, I, I call, I, I'm on the phone. I'm like, can you stay on the phone with me for like a few? I'm like, I genuinely feel like this anxiety is never going to end. And it's going to last for the rest of my life. <laughs> and uh, and he, to this day, is still like, he's like, I'll never forget how nice you were on the phone to me that day. Oh. Because, because he's like, I was just like, thank you. Thank you for staying on the phone. Thank you <laughs> so much. You're such a good friend. Nobody else would wow. do this at this hour. And he's like, he's like, I will never forget that. Anytime I give him shit about something, he'll bring it up and be like, yeah, you're not the same guy that called me that night. <laughs> your and personal hell kind of like made your friendship stronger. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the next day, I remember wow. I was like, that's it for that's it for pot i'm done just because it's inedible wow. it's not smoking so for that kept me off pot for five years off the pot off the pot this, and, uh, this definitely is a good public service announcement for i i strongly believe they just cannot give you these doses in things that should be eaten in one serving like when it's a candy yeah. bar that would knock out an army platoon yeah it's like 
Who is this for? Uh, yeah. Did you was, want me to have a nibble of a yeah. candy bar? You know what the best one ever was? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like the, there was one year at the Riot Comedy Festival where in your, which is the LA Comedy Festival. Which I never did and that fucked you with never me did. at the time. That hit me hard Dude, at the time. there's so at the time. many things in comedy that have yeah, right. now I look. Yeah. I've moved way the fuck on. Well, anyway, yeah. I yeah, and I get it. Believe me, dude. Yeah. I, really I just wanted to bring it. it up in regards to. What I didn't you were do it the first up. three years, and I was one of the people that fucking yeah. started I re- right there. Dude, so. I remember you telling me about that at lunch in Century City at the place you worked at. Yeah. Well, thank God yeah. it's yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Who <laughs> no had the la- whose career thing. lasted longer, a yeah. festival or a sabro? I mean, it's, okay, no, it's, she and I ended up talking it out too. No, we're my point is that type of stuff fucks with you. But I brought it up for this reason. One year at. Um, the year that Good Heroin did it, which was like either the last or second last year, I don't remember. Every, when you do festivals, you tend to get like some sort of goodie bag, at least with your pass in it, but normally some shit from their sponsors. And one yeah. of their sponsors was this company called Sprig, which makes weed soda. And so uh. we were all sipping on weed soda. But then finally, after we'd all been fucking sipping on this shit for hours, someone finally reads the can because whoever reads a can. And on the can, it said that a dose of weed soda was a sip. So, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> serves, <laughs> serves 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, Beautiful. Ian Carmel that year, dude, I we asked him to do good heroin, and he was like, is it all right if I'm really high? And we were like, yeah, whatever, dude. Not thinking you could be so high it would be Yeah. Crazy. I, he had drank, I believe, two full fucking oh, cans of that. Oh, I remember this. He ran his light by, like, 25 minutes. Beautiful. In, in this exact way, he, nice. like... He would. Look, nice. He was so fucking stoned, <laughs> and he would do like a seven-minute bit, and end it, and he would go, "Do I have time for one more?" And I would go, "Dude, no!" <laughs> and then he would go, "Thank you," and do another bit. Oh and, my uh, god! <laughs> wow, it was crazy. So I always thought, it, specifically, a can of soda uh, <laughs> is the serving size we've all been of used course. to since we were children. I yeah. Know. To your point, candy bar. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. of soda. These are. I don't wh- take. You don't take a shot of Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If someone at a part, if I invited them to a party and they took a sip of Coke and then a tiny bite of a candy bar and then left, I would be like, that person's an alien from yeah. another planet. Yeah. They just killed their family. That's why they left. They're yep. trying to learn our behavior, but they suck at it so far. Where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yes, interacting with people. Yeah. yeah. And then leave. <laughs> Bye, humans. I'm gonna go freak out in my car for five hours. <laughs> they're screaming at the stereo. You know. Oh man. Well, uh, uh, LA's a LA's a nightmare. But um, yeah, dude, this has been really enlightening. Like, honestly. We do, like, it is about time to wrap up. We've been yeah. talking for several hours. Can I tie one last thing? Sure. I, Ian Carmel style for 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay, so um, what I wanted, something you asked me at the beginning, and again, I'm very good at looping insane conversations okay, back to the, <laughs> is that to be um, I did, one of the things that made me more um, leveled out was that climate change report that came out that said we're going to be fucked by 2050 Mm. and i was like i literally my next thought was i need to watch first performed again and i did and i was like oh yeah this movie is even more ahead of its time than i thought and it i did think a lot about so the other thing that levels me out you know what i thought about the report i thought it was a little bit of an inconvenient truth (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's what you thought but it I was very it. convenient, actually, because Al Gore. Um, but, yeah, um, I 
after the, well the other thing that levels me out besides going to get an iced tea in the morning is movies i can uh, subscription yeah. services the best thing that could have happened was movie pass this yeah. amc thing if i feel like shit i'll disappear for two hours in a theater walk I will out say, man like more than maybe anyone i've ever met you're really good and and this is going to sound like perhaps a very childish compliment but i mean it because it, it's such a basic thing that most people are really bad at you're very good at knowing what you like and it's like when you one of the reasons i have trouble with depression is i never remember the 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 things that i like and to do them for yeah. example to text a friend or to see a movie or whatever my equivalent is. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, man, you're really good at being like, I'm going to go do what I enjoy. And life yeah. is truly about that when yeah. it comes down to it. Yeah, and and sitting in a theater for two hours is way more satisfying to me than sitting in bed and like binging a show. Yeah. And so yeah. if I do that, but particularly with these two mm. things, we're both at the right time where I was like, man, I really, for the first time ever, have felt beyond existentialism and nihilism where I'm like, we're all fucked. Um, and I think we're truly speaking to the four of us in this room are of an age where when it does go down, we'll be old enough that we'll have lived enough of a life. I know. I love and the comics that read that climate change report and then are like, Twitter needs me right now. Yeah. <laughs> now more than ever, the yeah. world needs my voice. And, and so I do think <laughs> I hear you be funnier. <laughs> <laughs> like we just read worse and worse. I hear you really get the act together where I really call out the, the I got to sell this show groups. before I burn. By, by the way, <laughs> I got to really bring the special interest groups to task. You know, gotta write the um, perfect did you guys show. see the movie, by the way? I'll tell you why I'm asking. No. Oh, okay. Um, First Reform, did you see it? What's it? First Reformed with Ethan Hawke? No, no. Oh, so the point of the movie is that it's about despair is kind of a choice at a certain point with this kind of shit with like the climate change stuff. And um, I do think I was like, yeah, I guess, what am I going to do? Am I going to be bummed out for the next 30 years? And I really, it did kind of spark something <laughs> where I was like, you know what, If until I find a new therapist, I can try and make active choices to just not let things stress me out. And it's helped with my anxiety a bit, but it also, right. the drawback to that kind of shit is you're just like, well, none of it matters, There's so a, what am I doing here? There is you a know? big thing with anxiety and depression about the, except the things you cannot change. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's I'm all- I'm not actively engaged in global warming science. Right. As much as right. I'm at, yeah. I could write the most scathing thing I could possibly do and do all the research, it still would be so ineffectual to the cause it yeah. is not my action it really like it really doesn't almost benefit anybody <laughs> truly yeah <laughs> like and, it, a, and it makes at some me... level to be that anxious about it and so know? when i watch people and look i think people have a i think people have an absolute right to be angry about the way things are going right now we're on the worst version of the fucking timeline i also am like well you know what man i i i can also take breaks everybody can um i i think that's what's crazy is some people don't realize they're allowed to do that they can just stop for a minute because it's still going to be there and still going to be shitty later yeah. so i don't know let it find you I'm you know just, what i mean i'm like, using global great. warming to have hot girl summer <laughs> hell yes <laughs> summer of being a hot girl isn't it so funny that that's that's like what we're in right now those are the two opposing voices in my head are like from from the mainstream yeah. is like we're all gonna burn in the next 30 years <laughs> and fucking smoke a joint take some molly fucking 
Hell yeah, Takashi yeah. 69, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I hope you guys got something out of this episode. It was yeah. a lot of fun here talking uh, with Eli. And please check out uh, podcast one more time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, uh, let me see. Can I get, see if I get it right? Yeah. Pod is a woman. Yep. That you host with Teresa Lee. Uh huh. Yeah, about Ariana and we do, Grande. We do. It's an Ariana Grande podcast. Yep. Very good. And Closure, the podcast that never ends. Fuck yeah. And the entire name is Closure, the podcast that never ends. And when you address, when you talk about that podcast, you have to say the whole name. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, though I've recently <laughs> started getting this. fed up with myself about that. So I, <laughs> I've been sure. like, sometimes I'll even be like, all right, just come do Closure. And then, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's a podcast about uh, if. Uh, People have found closure or not in certain things in their life or things they've lived with. Dave's done it. I did it. It was super fun. And I also will say I that's a really I really like that as a premise. Thanks, for a man. Show. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully I think Hampton's gonna be doing it soon. We've Absolutely. talked about it. And uh, and, uh, uh at Eli Olsberg on all the socials. And uh guys, I guess uh last plug on stand updates. Uh Dave and I will be in New York uh September eleventh. Which is not funny. I'll, I'll be in <laughs> Chicago September thirteenth, and then we'll be in God, Houston on love September twenty eighth. So you can get tickets to that on our websites. Yeah, come and, check it out. Uh, just to make sure we didn't talk over it. Yeah. You said this at Eli Olsberg, right? Yeah. At E L I O L S B E R G on all the socials. Or just type in a type in a Jewish star of David emoji. Google, I'm feeling lucky. Thanks so much for doing the show. Thank you guys. This was so awesome. Yeah, it was fun to have you, man. Thanks for coming. All right, everybody, take care. Glad you're alive. Oh my god, what a great episode. But you know, are you still dealing with the dark thoughts? Well, Dave and I would prefer it if you actually dealt with it. Uh, we're not medical professionals, but we would like it if you're actually dealing with these depressive, dark, swirling thoughts that you may be called the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, they're at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. And... They're great people. They have the resources to help uh, you deal with your current situation. And Dave and I, we're happy that you're with us. Thanks. Podcast Network.